ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. The following podcast will take you back in time to rewind and relive all things retro in wrestling. It's time to go old school. This is Beyond the Bell. Beyond the Bell is back on the air, and I'm your host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman. Tonight's edition has been requested by you fans. This is a part of the Hulkamania Chronicles, not an individual chapter, but an extension of the series. Tonight, we'll look back at the history of Hulk Hogan's entrance music. You fans love theme music. You love the theme music shows of Beyond the Bell, especially when we go back to relive all the retro and old school classic themes. So, of course, you guys want to hear more of the Hulkster and his music. So tonight, gear up. We have some music as the entire show is dedicated to the old school themes of the week and the all were the music behind the immortal, the legendary Hall of Famer, Hulk Hogan. Arguably, you can say that if there's any wrestler or superstar that revolutionized music in professional wrestling, it was Hulk Hogan. His use of Eye of the Tiger as a theme song started the widespread use of entrance themes being used particularly in the East or the Northeast by the World Wrestling Federation. Sure, we had the Freebirds and Michael P.S. Hayes creating a revolution with themes being blasted through their speakers as background music, but the widespread media outburst and outpouring, the love that was presented for Hulk Hogan was, you could say, hand-in-hand with the rock and wrestling connection. If there is anyone who is synonymous with a song as the original artist, it's Hulk Hogan. So tonight, a part of the Hulkamania Chronicles series, we will take a look back at Hulk's music through the years and the stories behind them. Buckle up, fans. The history of Hulk Hogan's themes on Beyond the Bell. We will start off with Eye of the Tiger. The Hulkster's original theme song was all Sylvester Stallone's fault, you can say. 
he asked the band Survivor to write a theme song for Rocky III, and the end result was Eye of the Tiger. Stallone was also the one who discovered and hired Hulk Hogan to appear in the film. The story goes, according to the Hulkster, that Stallone was watching the MSG Network and Vince McMahon Sr.'s WWWF was on. A Hogan match came on where he slammed three guys at the same time, and Stallone called his assistant to get get a hold of the Hulkster so he could put him in the Rocky III film. Interestingly, though... Well known to wrestling fans, Vince Sr. refused to let the Hulkster go to film his scene in Rocky III as the pro wrestling champion Thunderlips. So Hulk quit and became a bigger star than he would have had if he really stayed in the WWF. Hulkamania wasn't entirely a creation of Vince McMahon Jr., but a creation of Sylvester Stallone, in hand with the AWA Verengania. Who knows what would have happened to Hulk Hogan's career if he just would have stayed with Vince Sr. He left the WWWF, starred in the film, a brief role, but then was brought back by Vince Jr. And the rest you can say was history. But the first ever theme for the Hulkster was Eye of the Tiger, a fitting theme tied in with Rocky III and the new monster babyface in the World Wrestling Federation.
this next theme you've heard multiple times on Beyond the Bell, the Hulk Hogan theme. Yes, that was the name. This theme came around at the same time as Hulk was bigger than the Beatles. This theme song came around at the same time as Hulk was, you could say, even bigger than the Beatles. This theme song was originally found on the wrestling album as it was a WWF compilation featuring wrestlers' theme music. This song wasn't only Hogan's entrance theme, but it was also the opening theme music to his cartoon. Back in the 80s, everyone seemed to have a cartoon, including Hulk Hogan and the stars of the World Wrestling Federation. This song was the theme for Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling, which is a weird concoction of live action and cartoons in crazy semi-wrestling related stories. The plan was for this to be the theme for the Hulkster, but some thought a power piano piece isn't really much Hulk Hogan, you can say. But it's a legendary theme and is considered one of the early themes for the immortal Hulk Hogan.
on to the most popular theme and historic one of Hulk Hogan's career, Real American. Rick Derringer was originally commissioned to write a theme song for the U.S. Express, a tag team consisting of Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo. When the Express departed for the NWA after only a few months in the WWF, Hogan got to use the theme to fit his all-American hero persona while taking on the likes of the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Interestingly, while Derringer sings lead, it should be noted that Cindy Lauper sings backup vocals. This is the quintessential Hulk Hogan theme song, fans. If this were to play at a wrestling show, as Gorilla Monsoon would say, the roof would literally blow off the building. While this song was originally destined for someone else, they are now a seldom-seen footnote in wrestling history. And this song is tied together forever with Hulk Hogan. When they captured and killed Osama Bin Laden, this theme song was played for America. This theme song is tied with patriotism and the United States of America. And it's all tied together with Hulk Hogan, brother.
American-made. The mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, was not only a good wrestling manager, but a good musician on top of it. As one of Hulk's buddies, he was more than willing to help him out with a knockoff of Real American for his run in World Championship Wrestling. Jimmy had to have been a talented musician to get that close to Real American without actually getting sued for copyright infringement. This was a short-lived theme song in the grand scheme of things. Hogan had been playing the same character in WSW as he had in the WWF. While that would have worked in terms of drawing WWF fans or casual viewers, that wasn't going to work on the hardcore wrestling fans of the southeastern United States. He was the anti-Ric Flair, the anti-Dusty Rhodes, and they hated him for it, ultimately. He represented entertainment rather than wrestling. I mentioned this before on Beyond the Bell. So Hogan and Eric Bischoff gave up on the American hero and embraced the man of the money, you can say. A Hollywood version of the Hulkster. But this theme is a true historic one in the career of Hulk Hogan. As it was been played, it has been played in previous packages in relation to the Hulkster, and it's really tough, especially when a superstar goes from promotion to promotion to carry a theme over. As typically, maybe a cheap remix is done for a star, say like Raven bouncing from promotion to promotion, or the Sandman. How can you really carry over the Sandman's theme to another organization without having the Metallica version involved somewhat in it? So that was the same issue you could say WSW had when bringing over the Hulkster. How can they still have... Part of Hulk Hogan's aura was the theme song, him coming into the ring. So how would you correlate it? American Made was a very, very good rendition of that. And you could say it's still not a part of the WWE community. The WWE did use it when Hogan came back for his infamous feud with The Rock. But, but, it's not a part of of the WWE theme song, you could say, library. I'm not sure the actual legal legal workings, but Jimmy Hart, I think, still has ownership of the theme to where Hogan can use it outside of WWE, which is tremendous. We actually heard it on TNA Impact Wrestling used for Abyss when he was with Hogan for a brief run. So this is not the only theme for the Hulkster, but one of the more monumental ones, yes, I said it, because Hogan can use this theme in any promotion. If there are independent shows and shows that aren't being broadcast on TV or for purchase, Hogan can come out to the Real American theme because you can play any theme if it's not going to be used for broadcasting purposes. But on any show, Hogan can use the American Made theme. Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band... Yes, they created an album, folks, and American Made was on that album, and thanks to Jimmy Hart, the Hulkster had a brand new theme in World Championship Wrestling.
Rock House. You must be saying, what's Rock House, Sean? Well, if you don't recognize the name of the theme, maybe it should be called the NWO theme song, The New World Order. Maybe you'll remember a group by that name. Nobody that watched professional wrestling in the second golden age, you can say, during the late 90s, could forget that theme song. While not a terribly spectacular theme, it stood out and separated itself from the generic, the typical and usual generic music that WCW, the WCW music department, for lack of a better term, was pumping out. Their music was terrible, you have to admit it. The occasional song, of course, like I mentioned, Harlem Heat, of course, the Freebirds, but that was partly due to Michael P.S. Hayes, Ric Flair, but that was from a movie. There weren't they weren't producing many original themes that worked well or even sounded somewhat similar to WWF themes. Add in the quotes, and you had a cool heel song with that obnoxious self-promotional edge to it. Of course, the fact that it was the theme song to one of the greatest wrestling angles of all time doesn't hurt it either. WCW fans were fans of wrestling, like I mentioned, and not the WWF style of sports entertainment. So when it, lo when it looked like the WWF was invading WCW, the Outsiders, Hall and Ash, were instant heels in, in the fans' eyes. And Hogan, joining the group for the trio, just pushed it over the edge. And this theme song would now bridge over to the brand new theme song, in WCW for Hollywood Hogan. Child. Let me ask, who do we really identify this song with? Is this still a Hendrix all-time great? 
Or is it all about Hollywood Hogan? The entire NWO came out to this song at the start of what episode of Nitro, and it just stuck with the Hollywood one. While he was the biggest heel in professional wrestling, Hollywood Hogan was, well, you can say, it has what is likely the best entrance music of all time combined with it. Being the most hated heel, the, the biggest babyface, he had great theme music, and that carries through with Voodoo Child. It fit Hogan perfectly. It separated himself from the rest of the NWO because it seemed like every single person that came out that was with the NWO came under the NWO Rock House theme. That was until they created a secondary uh, version. You could say the NWO Jobber theme for the Vincents and Buff Bagel used that at one point. Um, you had Scott Norton and such, the fake sting. They used that other theme, the other porno, the other porno sounding theme, you can say. Hogan really needed a song separating himself from the rest of the group because he was the biggest heel, he was the champion, and he was the star. Voodoo Child fit that so well, him playing the air guitar along with the song on his championship belt fit perfectly with the theme. And it'll go down as a popular one, not just a part of Hogan's resume, but a professional wrestling of all time. Yeah. <laughs> 
NWO 2000 theme. Yes, Hogan left WCW before it folded, went back to Real American on the independent scene, went back to American Made on a brief stint on the independent scene, if you can call it, when he had his startup promotions. He was working with Jimmy Hart and others, but he wasn't with a major promotion until he came back to the World Wrestling Federation, a part of the New World Order, and WWE edited the New World Order theme, just a little bit, to fit their style, their production style. And then when Hogan became a fan favorite after WrestleMania 18, he went back to Voodoo Child, and Hollywood Hogan was born in the WWF slash WWE. Another slight edit, as opposed to the WSW version. And then, of course, went going back to Real American during the Mr. America days, and then after Mr. America and so on, being inducted in the Hall of Fame. Real American was back in the mainstream media of professional wrestling. And then when we heard Hulk Hogan was signing with TNA Impact Wrestling, who knew what the musical future of Hulk Hogan would hold? Some thought he would come in with the American-made theme, since WWE, like I mentioned, did not own it, so we thought it would be a good transition for the Hulkster using that theme. But he came out surprisingly to the NWO 2000 theme. And currently, well, should we say it's now Hogan's current theme. It was developed for the reformed New World Order in 1999 that featured the likes of Bret Hart, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Jeff Jarrett. Some were surprised when they heard that this theme was being used. Hogan initially came into TNA with the, the you can say, the black get up, the Hollywood version of the Hulkster. The black beard, so you thought... Maybe this was another NWO reprisal at a time. You could say it may have been, as we'll get into the next song after this one. But NWO 2000 was relived in 2010, you can say, and on as Hulk Hogan entered TNA Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. And I, I was surprised to even hear this theme because I thought that the WWE would own it, owning now the WCW library. But somehow... It is not a part of the WWE's music library, and it was up for grabs. Therefore, I think TNA used it because it, it was a throwback a throwback to the edgier Hulk Hogan. They didn't, they didn't want to go real American, I guess, to maybe not tie themselves with WCW and the failing part of WCW with American Made. So maybe they tied himself with the, the popular era of WCW when he was a part of the New World Order. They couldn't use the NWO theme, and we, if they would have, they... They, if they could have, they would have when the band, quote unquote, of you know Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Sean Waltman came back together. They used a, a pseudo theme of the Wolfpack entrance music, but I'm trailing off here. But the Hulkster used this NWO 2000 theme, I tr I believe truly to tie himself to the NWO theme of Rock House. So this is now the current theme for the Hulkster, NWO 2000. A remix version of Rock House. It's a good theme and one that will currently associate with the Hulkster 
being a part as general manager of Impact Wrestling. The last thing we'll discuss here on the history of the music behind Hulk Hogan is the immortal theme which was used in TNA Impact Wrestling. Again, another revisionist or you could say a remix version of a previous era theme for Hulk Hogan. This time it was a remix of Voodoo Child and Jimi Hendrix and the Hollywood Hogan version used in WSW and the WWE. This was for the group Immortal that Hulk Hogan headed up when he was, you could say, in his heel role when he formed the group, which was comprised of TNA champion Jeff Hardy and folks. In the grand scheme of things, not a successful group, but the song kind of fit as it separated Hulk Hogan's NWO 2000 theme, which he currently uses, with the group's theme of Immortal. A different theme in terms of... It may not be that much different of a theme, but another callback to a popular and mainstream era in Hulk Hogan's career.
additional consideration paid for by the following. It's time to thank the sponsors of Beyond the Bell. They help bring your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast to you each and every week. Barber Shop Window, the place that makes wrestling t-shirts cool again to wear. Yes, you could wear a wrestling t-shirt out in public. They release brand new designs every single week. You name it, they carry it. They are hip, they are cool, no joke. Follow them at B-Shop Window on Twitter and go to barbershopwindow.com now and make your wrestling wardrobe cool again. SNSRadioNetwork.com, your home for everything related to professional wrestling, mixed martial arts, video gaming, and sci-fi. Get all the latest news and listen to innovative audio released daily. So go to SNSRadioNetwork.com now. If you're not listening, you're not trying. Combat Zone Wrestling on DVD. The ultra-violent wrestling promotion can be seen on your TV or on your computer, smartphone, or tablet. You can purchase all CZW ultra-violent events, stream them live straight on your desktop computer at czwrestling.com. Get ready to get ultra-violent with CZW. The NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. Tried, tested, honored, and of course, revered. You can catch the NWA nationwide through multiple affiliates from coast to coast. The NWA, history, tradition, and respect. Go to nwawrestling.org now, preserving tradition and blazing new paths. Connect socially to Beyond the Bell via Twitter and tell at Sean Beckerman. Become a fan of Beyond the Bell on Facebook under the BTB fan page. All audio and video clips can be seen under the YouTube channel Ring Announcing for Beyond the Bell. You can download all of the archive shows at ringannouncing.com as well as snsradionetwork.com. You smartphone users, download all archive shows directly via iTunes, the Stitcher app, and TuneIn Radio. Like the SNS Radio Network, if you're not listening, you're not trying. Want to become a sponsor of Beyond the Bell? Contact us at btbwrestling at gmail.com or beckerman at ringannouncing.com. Put under the title, Advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution now as we go back to rewind and relive all things retro in wrestling. Classic, old school, you name it. It's Beyond the Bell on the SNS Radio Network. Well, old school wrestling fans, we took a trip back in time and chronicled, yes, we chronicled the history of Hulk Hogan's themes in professional wrestling, the music behind the Hulkster, and the stories as well behind each of them. What was your favorite? Personally, I loved Real American. It still gives me goosebumps to this day. It brings me back to my childhood. I think maybe 90% or so would favor that one, of course. Brings you back to your childhood days. Some of you may say the NWO theme or Voodoo Child. I think some will trickle in there, but but Real American stands for Hulkamania. So as we wrap up this edition of Beyond the Bell, so as we wrap up this edition of Beyond the Bell, we will take it home with a live version, a live recording of Rick Derringer singing Real American. Until next week, fans, I'm your personal ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, signing off, and I'll see you at the matches. I am a real American.
Fight for what's right. Fight for your life.
let me just say this. I think it's a major mistake. And I think all the Hulkamaniacs are the ones that will be responsible if Hulk Hogan goes down at SummerSlam. Because I don't believe the man is ready. I believe the man is letting his ego get in the way. Look at him. He's hearing all the cheers. It sounds good now. But can he face the earthquake one more time after the damage that took place before? We'll find out, won't we?
going to have to wait for SummerSlam. It's going to happen right now. Here comes the earthquake, Jimmy Hart and Dino Bravo. And Hogan is caught in the center of the ring. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. And he's lucky that he's got a foreign object in there to hold these guys off. Apparently, the earthquake not happy with the way Hogan's bragging about what he's going to do to him at SummerSlam. Once and for all.